Holy Father in heaven, praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your holy name for your goodness and love and mercy which has been displayed in our lives. We understand that we are part of the living now, not because of our righteousness or goodness, but in your love, your great mercy, you have deemed it fit that we should be among the living. We worship you and we say thank you, Lord. Lord, we give back our lives to you and we pray that our lives shall be consecrated to your service. Grant us of your spirit and power to be sons and daughters of God. As we go through the devotion for today, Lord, impress on our hearts truths that will make us be more and more in the image of Jesus. Put your words in our mouth and give us words to speak that may bless all who would listen. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling August 6 Sustained versus Spasmodic Effort The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty, only to want. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 How many youth who might have become men of usefulness and power have failed because in early life they contracted habits of indecision which followed them through life to cripple all their efforts. Now and then they are filled with sudden zeal to do some great thing, but they leave their work half finished and it comes to nothing. Patient continuance in well-doing is indispensable to success. Temperate, persevering, steady labor will achieve far more than can be accomplished by spasmodic efforts. Labor was appointed to man by his creator. God provided employment for our first parents in Holy Eden. And since the fall, man has been a toiler, eating his bread by the sweat of his brow. Every bone of his body, every feature of his countenance, every muscle of his limbs evinces the fact that he was made for activity, not for idleness. Habits of industry should be formed in youth. The faithful discharge of life's duties, whatever your position, calls for a wise improvement of all the talents and abilities that God has given you. Guard against being always hurried yet accomplishing nothing worthy of the effort. These fruitless efforts are often caused by a failure to do the work at the proper time. Whatever is neglected at the time when it should be performed, whether in secular or in religious things, is rarely done well. Many appear to labor diligently every hour in the day, and yet produce no results to correspond with their efforts.
be careful not to fritter away your time upon trifles and then fail to carry out your undertaking that are of real account. A steadfast adherence to a purpose is necessary in order to secure the end. A distinguished man was once asked how it was possible for him to accomplish such a vast amount of business. His answer was, I do one thing at a time. Jesus was an earnest worker and those who follow his example will experience self-denial, toil and sacrifice. Amen. The title of our devotion is Sustained versus Spasmodic Effort. Our key text is Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 which says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. By the grace of God, we will all transit or continue if, as the case may be, transit from laziness or indolence to hard work or continue in the hard work that you have been in. Now, God wants us to understand how to work and bring out efforts and accomplish something because as we have seen here and as we look at our lives, it's possible that you see work that has been done but yet not accomplished. Around me, as we I go out, I see many uncompleted buildings, abandoned structures, project failures. Not that the people did not work hard, but they worked hard to a certain extent. And for one reason or the other, what they proposed to do, they could not accomplish. Either because they had a wrong plan or they did not estimate properly what it would take to do the work or some lost the zeal or as you say, lost the vibe. To continue doing the work or maybe there may be other reasons which we which were beyond their control even maybe they planned well the zeal is still there and they probably est- estimated well but things didn't turn out as they want to be which is understandable but in many many cases when we take up small projects or big large projects we find out that Many of us fail to accomplish it either because of these three reasons I just gave now. Wrong planning, wrong estimation of the work, or you just lose the vibe for the work. You lost your sense of a direction and purpose and then abandon the project. But the Lord wants us to understand that that's not how He is. He does not begin a work and then stop in the middle of it and get tired. Let us look at what God did with man. The devil has tried to discourage him from the project that he started with man. God had a purpose in creating man and that was as stated in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that man would be in his image and likeness and he accomplished what he wanted to do. Six days he created the whole world and man also rested the seventh day and then he had done what he wanted to do and was it was a project that was to continue for eternity. To achieve what it means to be like God is not a day's job, neither is it billions of years job, it is a job for eternity. Man was supposed to grow 
and continue to grow into the likeness of the father that was what the purpose for man was but this purpose satan derailed it he transformed man to something else and has continued to do so to discourage god but look at god's steadfastness look at his patience look at his perseverance look at his diligence and hard work in trying to save man six thousand years have gone and god has not yet given up on this project and he is determined to bring it to accomplishment he has done all he can and he is a wise planner he has been able to estimate properly what it would take him to do the work and also he has been able to put all the resources necessary to ensure that this work is done put yourself in god's shoes and i'm doing the same i would have been discouraged i mean if you understand the holiness of god if you understand the depth of his righteousness and then you see the project just imagine it a project that was supposed to be beautiful broken down when you compare the image of god and the image of the devil and demons and man looks more like demons as time goes on man who's supposed to be pure and holy is now getting more and more into the image of demons but yet god doesn't give up i'm reminded of a reading in the book desire of ages which properly would portray what i am trying to say so i will just read it from there and what i am about to read is a description of the state of man just at the time when jesus was about to be born and the purpose of this even without reading this in my own estimation what i try to understand what is satan trying to do i mean just one sin is enough to make man to be destroyed and never to make it to the kingdom of god but why does he degrade man why does he take man to become lower than beasts and animals to do things that even animals should not think of doing the wickedness that is practiced by man even the animals would it wouldn't even it's not in their nature to do such things they still understand the laws and follow it at least to a very great extent but man would do degrading things that animals wouldn't do i've never seen the male animal of any animal kingdom trying to have sex with the male animal of another of the same species neither have i seen them trying to have sex with another animal of another species i've never seen them try to uh, just uh, like say kill for the love of it or derive pleasure in it even if they do it is because they have they want to eat or something but look at man and when you see these things done by man you wonder what is wrong with us going as in doing things that no, will not even come to the mind of these brute beasts and i concluded in my mind that the only reason why this is happening is that the devil is trying to make god offended he's trying to make god look at man and get so disgusted and give up on this project and say i'm not doing it again and you know he almost achieved that before don't think it's a joke he almost achieved that before and almost made god to feel like this project is a waste of time i'm not going to do it again in the book of genesis chapter 6 reading from verse 1 it says and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of god saw the daughters of men that they were fair the sons of god being referred to here 
uh, the children of uh, Adam and Seth because Cain had left them and gone to build another city somewhere. And those, uh, those people of Cain are called the uh, men, daughters of men. And God, Adam's people are called the daughters, sons of God. You can look at Luke chapter 1. After the lineage of Jesus was given, you will see there that Adam was called the son of God. So the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be an hundred and twenty years. Going down to verse 5, it says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Going down to verse 11, it says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood, rooms shall thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without, with pitch. And then he gave him dimensions. Of course, the point I want to make has been made. You can almost feel the pain of God there. It repented him that he had made man. God was almost abandoning this project, but he wouldn't. And he selected Noah, and you can understand the determination that God has here. Though Satan had succeeded in almost making it impossible for him to continue his project, God said, no, I will continue it. And he continued it with Noah's family. And to ensure that such a thing never happens, he took measures. You see, this is, when you look at projects, we talk about avoiding risks. You check the cost-benefit ratio and then you ask yourself, should I go ahead and do it? Here is God doing all these things. Even before man was created, he had already calculated all these things. He knew what it was going to cost him. The Son of God knew that if man sins, he had a second plan, which was to die on the cross for his sins. But Satan knew too that all this he was going to try to see how that plan is not affected. Because if that plan is affected, it will spell his doom. And he tried all his best to ensure that God gives up on dying on the cross for man. Because in dying, it implied something. If, God die, if Jesus dies on the cross, what's going to happen? The kingdom will be taken away from the devil and will come back to God. And then he will have the legitimacy to destroy the devil. And the devil didn't want that. So he tried to discourage God with all these things of making man detestable in the eyes of God. So that God will, will just give up. But what we should learn from this is that our Lord has a set purpose. He tries to accomplish what he says he will do. And we see it in his dealings with man. Now, reading from the book Desire of Ages, 
which talks about the state of man just before Jesus came. Reading from page 34, paragraph 4, it says, The fullness of time had come, humanity becoming more degraded through ages of transgression, called for the coming of the Redeemer. Satan had been working to make the gulf deep and impassable between earth and heaven. By his falsehoods, he had emboldened men in sin. It was his purpose to wear out the forbearance of God and to extinguish his love for man so that he would abandon the world to satanic jurisdiction." End of quote. Do you see what I was saying? What was Satan's purpose? He wanted to make God's forbearance to wear out so that God's love for man would be extinguished and God would abandon projects. And so he spoils the creation, scattered everything, made them look detestable in the eyes of God. But what will God do? We are learning how to accomplish a task. You see, as we read in devotion, steady purpose, just continue doing it little by little. Some people want Jesus to come now, come and end it. No, that's not his character and we must learn from him. So I'll continue the reading in Desire of Ages. Going now to page 35, it says, Satan was seeking to shut out from men a knowledge of God to turn their attention from the temple of God and to establish his own kingdom. His strife for supremacy had seemed to be almost wholly successful. It is true that in every generation God had his agencies. Even among the hidden, there were men through whom Christ was working to uplift the people from their sin and degradation. But these men were despised and hated. Many of them suffered a violent death. The dark shadow that Satan had cast over the world grew deeper and deeper. Through hedonism, Satan had for ages turned men away from God, but he won his great triumph in perverting the fate of Israel. By contemplating and worshipping their own conceptions, the heathen had lost the knowledge of God and had become more and more corrupt. So it was with Israel. The principle that man can save himself by his own works lay at the foundation of every hidden religion. It had now become the principle of the Jewish religion. Satan had implanted this principle, wherever it is held, men have no barrier against sin. Going down now to page 36, paragraph 3, it says, The deception of sin had reached its height. All the agencies for depraving the souls of men had been put in operation. The Son of God, looked, looking upon the world, beheld suffering and misery. With pity, he saw how men had become victims of satanic cruelty. He looked with compassion upon those who were being corrupted, murdered, and lost. They had chosen a ruler who changed them to his car as captives. Bewildered and deceived, they were moving on in gloomy procession towards eternal ruin, to death in which is no hope of life, toward night to which comes no morning. Satanic agencies were incorporated with men. The bodies of human beings made for the dwelling place of God had become the habitation of demons. The senses, the nerves, the passions, the organs of men were worked by supernatural agencies in the indulgence of the vilest lust. The very stamp of demons was impressed upon the countenances of men. Human faces reflected the expression of the legions of evil with which they were possessed. Such was the prospect upon which the world's Redeemer looked. 
What a spectacle for infinite purity to behold. Sin had become a science and vice was consecrated as part of religion. Rebellion had struck its roots deep into the heart and the hostility of man was most violent against heaven. It was demonstrated before the universe that apart from God, humanity could not be uplifted. A new element of life and power must be imparted by him who made the world. With intense interest, the unfallen walls had watched to see Jehovah arise and sweep away the inhabitants of the earth. So, that is abandoned project. That's what they could see no hope in this the other walls. They could see no hope. And they wanted, they thought that all God would do was just wipe it off. But you will see now a lesson from God determination, adherence, steadfast adherence to a purpose. I continue the reading. And if God should do this, that is to sweep away the inhabitants of the earth, Satan was ready to carry out his plan for securing to himself the allegiance of heavenly beings. He had declared that the principles of God's government make make forgiveness impossible. Had the world been destroyed, he would have claimed that his accusations were proved true. He was ready to cast blame upon God and to spread his rebellion to the worlds above. But instead of destroying the world, God sent his Son to save it. Though corruption and defiance might be seen in every part of the alien province, a way way for its recovery was provided. At the very crisis when Satan seemed about to triumph, the Son of God came with the embassage of divine grace. Through every age, through every hour, the love of God had been exercised toward the fallen race. Notwithstanding the perversity of men, the signals of mercy had been continually exhibited. And when the fullness of time had come, the deity was glorified by pouring the world a flood of healing grace that was never to be obstructed or withdrawn till the plan of salvation should be fulfilled. So take note of that. A plan was already put in place. Satan is trying to ensure that that plan doesn't come to pass, but here is God's steadfast adherence to a purpose to accomplish this task, no matter how terrible it looks, no matter how daunting the task is, God is determined, even at the face of the, the project looking as like a failure, and God pours out his grace. I continue reading, Satan was exalting that he had succeeded in debasing the image of God in humanity. Then Jesus came to restore in man the image of his maker. None but Christ can fashion anew the character that has been ruined by sin. He came to expel the demons that had controlled the wheel. He came to lift us up from the dust, to reshape the marred character after the pattern of his divine character, and to make it beautiful with his own glory. End of quote. Amen. There is no task I have ever seen as difficult as this one. In fact, it says here that the inhabitants of other worlds, even angels, were looking to see what is God going to do. This thing looks like a failure. Trying to make man to be like in the image and character of God. It's been, it's been For years they've been trying. It is not working out. There was just one nation, Israel. The rest of the world under the control of Satan. And God loves everybody. Not just Israel. All men are created to be in the image of God. But the failure was apparent in the whole world. Just this tiny sliver of the world. Israel was the only one following God. And even them were now corrupted. 
What was God going to do? Give up? Never give up. Funny how that is a slogan for me recently. God did that. Never give up. And he came and put more effort, more resources to see that that plan comes to pass. It reminds me of an experience I had one time when I rented an apartment. And in renting that apartment, it happens that the soccer way very strange stuff the soccer wheel was leaking into the house into the toilet into the bathrooms and then it had to be cleaned very dirty work to do you look at it and you're wondering how do i start this work and then me and some of my friends we decided okay let's start the work as we started to do it we cleaned and cleaned oh the, the house had been abandoned for seven years plus no one had lived in it cobwebs the walls were dirty all over oh it was so nasty and you look at this and you say, can I do this work? But then when you have a purpose and you know what you want to do, it is possible, like most project managers will say, there's nothing that cannot be done. And you do all you can to ensure that this work is done. As we try to do the work the first time, we clean everywhere. And we, I remember a time when it was just me and one person remaining to clean. After cleaning kitchen here and there, bathroom, especially the bathroom where the water, the, the, the toilet, the soccer way was leaking into it. We had cleaned it only to come back the next day and see that it was filled with feces and urine from the soccer way again. Oh my, oh my. How do we do this? We decided, okay, we're going to block the sewer. As we tried to get cement and sand, we blocked the sewer and we said, oh, now let us clean again. And we cleaned and cleaned and we say our work is finally done. I came back to the house the next day, lo and behold, what did I see? The same thing had happened but worse this time, though the soccer we had leaked into the toilets and the bathrooms, two of them, and leaked into the passage, into the, all the rooms, three rooms, entered into all of them and coming into the parlor. I was so discouraged. It was such a terrible thing I saw. Immediately, I started singing SDH99. God will take care of you. That was what came to my mind immediately. I was so discouraged, but then I said this work must be done. I had to call my friend and said, please come, let us do this work together. And we started to do it again. I said that this is the third time now, cleaning the same thing. Hmm. That, that work was something. Indeed, God has taught us something too. How to adhere to a purpose and he uses us for it. And if we are not good at holding on to something and trying to accomplish it, you see, in the work of gaining the victory over sin, we will give up. These qualities need to be developed in us in these little tasks that we do. If not, when it comes to overcoming sin, when you see how difficult it is, you may abandon the project. When God did not abandon you, why should you abandon yourself? If God has not given up on you, do not give up on yourself. You must keep trying. Is steadfast adherence. That's some principles now that God will want us to understand in accomplishing tasks. One key principle is this. A steadfast adherence to a purpose is necessary in order to secure the end. You must have your purpose in mind and steadfastly adhere to it. Well-regulated labor is important. What do we mean by well-regulated? Don't try to do so much at a time. Space your work over time and steadily little by little try to accomplish it look at how god has spaced his work when you look at the book of revelation look at the book of daniel god is not hurrying to do his work 
he takes it one thing at a time when you read revelation all these things about the seven seals seven trumpets seven churches you see that god steadfastly and steadily goes from one point to another he's not in a hurry from one point to another till he accomplishes his end he's not trying to do all in one minute and in one moment and achieve it now little by little adding block to block and then he accomplishes it as we read in the devotion a distinguished man once was once asked how is it possible for him to accomplish so vast an amount of business and his answer was i do one thing at a time jesus was an earnest worker and those who follow his example will experience self-denial toil and sacrifice we must learn to do one thing at a time don't crowd too much to do at a time don't be spasmodic in your effort and then crowd so much to do and then you get tired and then you say i've lost the vibe don't follow vibe follow purpose sometimes you may feel the vibe of to do something and sometimes you don't feel it and then what do you do you stop working no you must follow purpose instead of following feelings if you follow how you feel to do a work you only do it when you feel like doing it but people who accomplish great tasks they don't do it because they feel like even when they feel like and when they don't feel like they follow a timetable well regulated labor as far as this time for this whether i feel like doing it or not i will do it it's not about feeling it's about purpose so i pray that god will help us to learn to be diligent determined to uh, put our energies into work follow a purpose and not follow feeling in accomplishing our little task in this world especially the task of being restored to the image of god and his likeness and character amen It is well indeed. Friends, God wants us to rise up to meet the standard. The Bible tells us God is not the author of confusion. God is a God of order. And today God is opening our eyes to see another area of our lives that we need to rise up to meet the standard. Orderliness. Completing a task once begun. Jesus speaks of a man who builds and the first thing he does, the first thing he does is to take time to count the cost, lest when he has started building people, he would not finish. And then people will sit their house and say, this man started, but he could not finish. Today's reading is bringing to our minds the need to finish a task. God wants to teach us how to have sustained efforts in what we do one of the lines here talks about being careful not to fritter away your time upon trifles and then fail to carry out your undertakings that are of real account the church and the world needs calm well-balanced men and you're the one i am the one today what are the things that mean trifles to us you see until you have a definite aim you will not know what is a distraction it is when you have a definite focus that you can call any other thing that is not going to help you to achieve that task distraction in the devotions to come there will be a topic on regularity and order and how to make a plan but today I just want to 
invest more on the things that trifle that are trifles that distract us from our setting aim and how we can really overcome just a little insight into the subsequent devotions we deal on this more remember one phrase or statement that is ringing in this devotion is one thing at a time if we do more than one or carry on long so many things we will not finish with one if you can write it on your wall i mean print and paste it somewhere just keep it on the whole wall of your mind do one thing at a time and when that is well done you move to the next that's how the man mentioned here harry martin became a very successful missionary and even in the creation account jesus did one thing at a time he didn't do day one and then post day one then went to day two came back to day one again he finished one day the bible says and the evening and the morning were the first day and god saw that everything he had made was good distractions come along our way it could be your phone it could be a chat it could be pictures it could be food it could be what you're seeing around you we need to draw our minds and bring it back to the main task of the day listen to this quote in the book testimonies volume 5 page 181 paragraph 3 says you fail to carry through what you undertake you have not disciplined yourself to regularity system is everything do but one thing at a time and do that well finishing it before you begin a second piece of work end of quote one thing at a time do it well before you move to a second piece of work now to achieve that i'll continue the reading you should have regular hours for rising for praying and for eating make many waste hours of precious time in bed because it gratifies the natural inclination and do and to do otherwise requires an exertion one hour wasted in the morning is lost never to be recovered end of quote so you see a way to achieve our steady effort is to have the time for everything and ensure that everything that will keep us away from it every unnecessary thing by the way that will keep us away from it is overcome what does the word of lord say i went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding and lo it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof and the stone wall thereof was broken down then i saw and considered it well i looked upon it and received instruction what was instruction yet a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of hands to sleep so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man testimony volume 5 page 181 paragraph 3 so you see a little indulgence in one thing or the other is one of the things that turns us away from finishing our task settle down we need to settle down with ourselves and be sure that we the task we are taking 
we have the time and all the resources and all the uh, priv- the materials to get the task done and consider every other thing as a distraction what do you need to get a task done of course you have to eat you have to take your breath you have to do some exercise you have to need some materials depending on what task you're doing it doesn't mean you don't take care of yourself but take into account everything that will be required to get that task done and then consider every other thing that will not help distraction god wants us to be reformed in this direction it will really require a change of direction a change of habits there's a quote i have here says that true lack of determination to take themselves in hand and reform persons can become stereotypes in, in stereotyped in a wrong course of action and or by cultivating their powers they may acquire ability to do the very best of service then they will find themselves in demand anywhere and everywhere they will be appreciated for all that they want how would they be appreciated how would they be demanded the answer is reform we need to take ourselves in our hands and with determination choose the right course that's a high calling 187 the hill of progress is not to be climbed without our own effort and no one needs to expect that we are going to be carried along to the prize this prophecy says that either in religious or secular matters the race has to be carried on with our own exertions we need to exercise our own minds what more can we do to help ourselves i read christ object lessons 344 paragraph 1 it says in their work let them have a definite aim that's the first thing then it says decide how long a time is required for a given task that's the second thing and then bend every effort toward accomplishing the work in the given time the exercise of the will power will make the hands move deftly did you get that one let's have a definite aim two decide how long that task will take don't underestimate don't overestimate time is precious three bend every effort to accomplish that task and then we'll exercise the will that's what it still means exercise the will god will help us i still continue what more can we do daughters of god 178 paragraph 4 wake up in the mornings and set your hour to rise early and bring yourself to eat then retire at an early hour did you notice that retire at an early hour and you will see that you will overcome many painful disorders which distress the mind cause gloomy feelings discouragement and unhappy friction and they dis- disqualify you to for doing anything without great taxation Are you see that now daughters of god 178 paragraph 4 wake up early the sleeping time affects how much we can do and how much we can carry through our ability to pull through okay what more can we do our minds need to be in the work christ object lesson 344 paragraph 1 when one is always at work and the work is never done 
it is because mind and heart are not put into the labor. So that's the point. Let whatever you, your hand find it, do it with all your mind. I'll continue the quote. The one who is slow and who works at a disadvantage should realize that these are faults to be corrected. He needs to exercise his mind in planning how to use the time so as to secure the best results. By tact and method, some will accomplish as much in five hours as others do in ten. Some who are always engaged in domestic labor, I'll take that again, some who are engaged in domestic labor are always at work not because they have so much to do, but because they do not plan so as to save time. By their slow, dilatory ways, they make much work out of very little. But all who will may overcome these fuzzy, lingering habits. So you see here, we have to put our minds to work and plan to save time. So having a definite aim, setting how much time is required to do that, moving deftly to do that, and then making sure we rest well so that we can have the right mindset to achieve whatever has to be done and then not letting ourselves to be distracted will make us happy at the end of the day god wants to give us a new life you, you realize that when we waste our time doing things that are not important at the end of the day you get to realize that you don't have a fulfilled day in fact you're not even happy that you have wasted time because there are so many things left undone so god means our happiness i want us to draw our happiness now from task accomplishment a task that god has given us because we are we are forming a character after god's own order we are not doing this for our own uh, gratification alone we are doing it because god wants us to have orderliness 5t that's testimonies volume 5 page 180 paragraph 2 the persevering and industrious are not only happy themselves but they contribute largely to the happiness of others competency and comfort are not ordinarily attained except at the price of earnest industry pharaoh showed his appreciation of this trait of character when he said to joseph if thou knowest any men of activity among them joseph's brethren then make them rulers over my cattle did you notice that Joseph was looking, was told, recommend to me people you know who are going to be helpful, people you know who are persevering, people who have competency. And God wants to train us. In fact, one of the counsels I, I see here said that if one of the things God is going to do to help us is to put us under men. I'll read it quickly. The same book it says, where I read before. There is no excuse for Brother Dash. Unless love of ease and inability to plan and set himself to work is an excuse. The best course for him now to pursue is to go from home and work under someone who shall plan for him. He has so long been a careless, indolent master over himself that he accomplished but little and his bad example before his children is bad. They have his stamp of character. 
when asked to do anything, they will do it, but they do not cultivate, as all children should, the faculty of seeing what needs to be done and doing it without being told. So what is the cure for this? Put yourself under another man. At least learn the habits of order. God would move some of us and change our locations and our duties so that we can learn this. It's a character deformity that God wants to build up in us. What can we do more? I read another quote in our high column 219 paragraph 3. It says, Cherish every ray of light that you can obtain by searching the word of God. Take your God-given work today and see how much good you can accomplish in the strength of Christ. Make God your counselor. Discipline and control the mental faculties. Self-control is a power that all may possess. It is gained by placing the will wholly on the side of God, taking the will of God for your own, for your will. So, what God is revealing to us today, let's cherish it and move to work prayerfully, asking God for counsel. Sometimes you may be discouraged, you may fall off, fall away from the track, draw yourself back and say, God, please help me. Always whisper in prayer as you walk along. It's a tough battle we are going to fight with ourselves and God will help us because the promise is as your days so shall your strength be god has promised to help us so may the grace of god really strengthen us to achieve this level of steadiness calmness and accomplishing a task to the end amen let us pray dear father you know this devotion today is our great need and wherever we are and everyone who's listening we all have our individual difficulties for some this may not be for some this is a burden on our hearts lord you have promised to help us i pray that you give us the holy spirit to always remind us to do one thing at a time and to finish it help us to know what the things that are distractions lord i also pray you give us wisdom to know how to plan and to take into account what really needs to be done lord we need mercy some of us may be discouraged when we look at our lives and how disorderly it is but i pray lord you who made light out of darkness you who also made something out of the earth when it was void and in disorder please put in each of our minds the hope the faith that it is not too late something can be done and please help us to take ourselves in the hand and exert every effort that is required oh lord please help us not to settle on the wrong side of this character building step be with us in all that we undertake today may the day bring returns of happiness when all is said and done thank you father for blessing us we pray in jesus name amen